Can you hear me? Welcome to the Kids Swap Podcast, hosted by myself, Florian Simon, together with Maximilian Navid, bringing to you the international podcast about football, friends, and culture. You should sign me. Sign him up. Sign him up. Sign my boy. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let's get the ball rolling. Let's go. And we're back on the Kids Swap Podcast. Maximilian never on my side again. How are you doing, Max? Good, man. It's always good to be on your side, Flo. I'm, uh, we're always side by side. I'm, you're Batman, I'm Robin. <laughs> <laughs> great, great comparison. <laughs> no, um, last week we had, um, with Sam, we, were, we unlocked a new continent. Uh, we were in Asia, to be more specific, Shanghai, China. Max, you want to sum up um, the episode for our listeners again? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, the whole point of our, our podcast is, um, you know, we just want to discuss football and combine it with, with friends, culture and experiences. And um, it's, it's just cool because we sometimes have players that played pro, semi-pro, college. And now this time um, we had a really cool guest, um, my boy, Sam, um, who basically, yeah, I mean, he played college, college soccer in the UK. He played at a very good level in Italy and the youth. But um, now he plays amateur soccer in China and works in the football industry in, in, in China. And um, yeah, man, it was so many interesting insights. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. Good laughs as always. And uh, man, yeah, I mean, now we're, we're on to the next one, right, Flo? So, so yeah. what, what's, what's coming up today? Yeah, we have another highlight. We're unlocking another con continent. We're unlocking Australia and Oceania. So... We will have um, my friend, and now your friend as well, Max. <laughs> my, my, um, man, that's my guy now. That's uh, my guy. Tilo, Tilo Wilke, um, originally from Germany, um, Bavaria to be more specific. Um, Tilo played in the Landesliga and Bayernliga, so like fifth and sixth division in Germany, before he went to the US playing college soccer as well as we did. Um, I actually played against him. It was a quite quite funny story and will be covered now as well. Um, he played in the NPSL. After that, he moved to Australia, where it's super hard for internationals to, to find a team. He managed it to play there for a year. And also he spent half a season in New Zealand in the first division, so like pro, pro game in, in New Zealand. And now... Um, also a little bit due to Corona, he moved back to Germany um, in the last summer and plays now for FC Memmingen in the Regionalliga, fourth tier in Germany. And yeah, quite some experiences um, that he has to share playing in Down Under. Um, and I'm just super, super excited to share his stories with, with all of you and with you, Max. <laughs> So. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm always, when you bring on some guys to the podcast, I'm always so curious, ask a hundred <laughs> questions, man, keeping these guys up, you know, not letting them sleep, man. Yeah, so I would say, let's do this. Let's get it. T. 
Tilo, nice to meet you. Sorry, I was just um, um, basically late as always. It's okay. No <laughs> Look for excuses. I was actually no putting um Easter like hiding Easter eggs for my daughter with my wife in the apartment, and it took a bit a bit longer. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm you're, normally, you're I'm normally not in time as well, so all good. <laughs> and that's a good excuse. Okay, so with our last guests, um, we talked, or even with us, we talked uh, a lot in detail about the US and the NPSL. But um, yeah, Tilo, you went from Landesliga and Bayernliga to, to the US when you were 25, right? Spring semester 2017, right? Correct. Oh, you want to know why <laughs> that's that's oh. how you, that's how you do research max so anyway uh, <laughs> no um i mean it's obvious why you went to the u.s like that standard phrase oh yeah combining football and studying um my, my big question is like why did you go to shaw university i'm i could imagine you would have had more um offers more universities being interested interested in you i mean of course raleigh is quite a big city in North Carolina. Um, so there's some sort of life going on there. But Shaw University is it is not really the soccer football university. So and I mean is you, it not? Your is team, it not? <laughs> your team has been quite uh, <laughs> successful. I mean you have been personally you scored in your two years 30 goals, right? 30, 31 in oh, wow. 28 games record goal 31. score of the program. <laughs> wow so that, wow, that, that says a lot about the program though <laughs> no, no 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 i'm joking i'm joking so no all good yeah why shaw university that's something that uh, interests me uh with the most okay. you know like why shaw university yeah um i mean you're right with saying that i want to would like at that time I want to combine or wanted to combine football and um, uh, yeah my academics but um, yeah at that time I also needed a change in my life I felt like um, with with football and then university I, I just felt I needed a change and um, I felt the US through a friend was so exciting that I that I thought okay this is the right change But at the same time, at the beginning, I just wanted to do it for one semester. So I was like, okay, I only go to the US for one semester. Then I get my life sorted again and have new goals in, in Germany. And, and um, yeah, I just wanted to do it for one semester. And as you recognized, I had a few offers. I mean, I was 24. So um, when I went over there, I was 25. So Division One wasn't possible anymore. Um, but I had uh, two or three offers from Division Two. I had a good NAA offer. Um, at the end, um, I can't remember that I was sitting down with my dad and we were talking about the options and um, the NAA offer was probably from a football standpoint, the best offer. Then um, Shaw University was location-wise the best option as you recognized and mm. um, had one or two where it was probably academically a little bit better, but like from a football standpoint um, more difficult let's say this way so at the end I decided okay I only go for one semester or I only want to want to go for one semester so let's make it like a really exciting 
um, semester and um, I felt the combination of Raleigh as a bigger city and um, having a new program and being part of a new program and playing a bigger role in this new program, the most exciting thing. So this was why I decided to join university. And then, I mean, things changed when I was there, obviously. And I stayed longer than I planned. No, no, I was going to ask, because um, I'm like an NAI freak. So which NAI school would you have gone to, Tilo? I think it was in Tennessee. I can't tell you. I can. I can't tell you the name. It was Tennessee Wesleyan. I can't. Like they. They were semifinals, or they were like um, they were sponsored. I know they were sponsored by Nike and and were playing for the title in a smaller town, ten thousand, fifteen thousand people there. Yeah, I could. I can't tell you the name. <laughs> I can't know it anymore. It's five years ago. Or six almost. <laughs> I actually played in the NAI in Tennessee, so man, imagine we would have would have played against each other or or with each other. <laughs> that would have been pretty crazy. That would have been pretty crazy. That's true. That is. It's, it's, now I played against uh, Flo. Oh, you guys against. played against each other? Yes, 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 yes. How was the game? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, that, that, that was that was one thing I want to go into detail. A little bit as well. <laughs> <laughs> of course you want. No. To. Of course you want to. Um. Yeah. Tilo, you want to start um, with um, giving us a brief summary of the game and then I can tell the truth. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, before we start, you have like Lenore Ryan, you, I don't know how long you have an existing soccer program um, at Shaw University. At the beginning, we had a few good players, but it was not 11 good players on the park. And um, so at the end, we lost, I think, 5-2. I scored my goal, but um, yeah, I think we played against, um, I don't know if it was the B team of Lenore Ryan or if you, I think um, <laughs> from the, I, I played NPSL with another guy from the from um, Lenore Ryan. And yeah, he even with Ruben. Yeah, a really nice guy. And um, he told yeah. me already before the game, he's not playing. And so it pissed me off that we lost against the, uh, The floor you played, so it was, I would say it was still probably half of your A side, but still disappointing that we lost them. But at the other side, we weren't, to be honest, we weren't, especially in the first year from, from um, the individual players, not good enough to compete, um, but which is probably normal in your first year program. Yeah, you were, you were partially right. So we started with our A team. It was just Ruben from the from the first team that didn't play and that's why we were five nil up at halftime even though we played <laughs> even though really? we played we played terribly like you had so many chances uh, I think Alex saved our ass at the beginning the first 15 minutes um, I can really... yeah and and you two had uh, a very nice competition as well I think you had a couple of shots like five or six shots and uh, Alex yeah I think he saved most of them and then in the in halftime we we changed the squad a little bit gave the younger players some playing time as well and they got close again like it, the game ended 5-3 so probably 15 minutes longer and we've been really really close um yeah but um you could see tilo was kind of happy after he scored um <laughs> alex he, he took off his shirt or what yeah slid on his knees and was like yeah no <laughs> I, I did that when I was younger. <laughs> yeah, and and Alex, uh, our goalkeeper, was was super pissed. It was because he conceded three goals, and he was 
he was shouting at our coaches actually he was like that's fucking bullshit what are you doing like why are you stopping the whole team we almost lost and he, he like he completely <laughs> lost his head and when he walked past you and and moritz uh other german team in your team um he was like that was fucking sunday league what a shit game <laughs> he was raging it was oh man it was kind of funny because you and moritz you were just laughing <laughs> Uh, at that point, I mean, it was we like I had like a chore with Moritz, and I think one more German was there. Eric, he was part German, but like, um, yeah, we had two, three, four, five players who could play football. But we pretty early recognized. I mean, we gave in every game, we gave everything, and and we wanted to win every game. But we knew that like it is hard to compete for us. So if we lost the game, we lost the yeah. game. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I just loved it. It was so funny. Like you and Alex, like you were like, guys, they're nervous now. They're nervous now. And then Alex was shouting from the back. Oh, shut the fuck up, man. We're not nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Which is shit. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember that one. <laughs> that was so funny. And like, and I, that was in the second half and I was on the bench already. And <laughs> Like uh, some of the other guys, some of the Spaniards, like we were sitting there, which is laughing our ass off. And Alex and Tilo just shouting at each other. That was was quite funny. <laughs> and so, how Tilo? How did you score thirty-one goals in twenty-eight games with with a team with like no one around you? Basically, so how can I imagine Tilo as a player? Individual class, L left winger. Um, you 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 mostly played left winger, didn't you, Edshaw? In the first year, not. That was the fun part. I'm normally, I love to play. I mean, I'm, I'm kind 10. of a flexible player, but I love to play on the 10. But in the first year, I was our main striker. Um, and um, I, I scored the first goal in, in, in program history. And um, yeah, I mean, we played some teams who were a little bit weaker where I scored probably more. And then when we played good teams, I still scored. I don't know how I did it, but... <laughs> um, weaker teams and we it's it's not that we had like so for example Flo mentioned Moritz he plays in mm -hmm. Germany he plays in Germany Bayern League and mm -hmm. he's a really good player so it's not yeah that he was had, really good midfield yeah we that that we had no good players so we had mm -hmm. a few good players but not 11 and so um, you had moments where where you could connect with two three players who can really play football so um, I think we we had in every game a few good moments um, where we actually could compete, but uh, then, yeah, um, not on a consistent level, I would say. Then the level dropped. Yes, yes. I mean, we, <laughs> I felt we were, we were very vulnerable, um, especially defensively, but that shouldn't, like, I don't want to use it as an excuse, but yeah, yeah I mean, I felt like we were... you know, I scored that game. That says a lot about defense. <laughs> how, how, what kind, whose goal was better that game? Mine oh, was mine was from scored? distance, you know. I curled, was it? I curled it far post. Yeah, yeah. It was was quite it. was quite okay. Wasn't okay. that good if I can't remember it? No, <laughs> I'm just you know, I, I remember. <laughs> I remember all of the goals I scored because I scored so less, so few. Uh, I can't. Sorry, few, few. Uh, probably yours was better. I just needed to to tap in with the head. You But, sent me the video. You sent me the video. No, I sent the video of you losing the ball and then I scored. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, and you were just standing at the halfway line, just throwing your arms in the air like, come on, guys. 
Love it. Okay, um, you played at West Palm Beach in NPSL. Um, just really, really quickly, probably one of the best setups in NPSL. By far, like this was, like this was, yeah, this was incredible. And this is this is not comparable to to any Oberliga, Landesliga, Regionalliga teams in Germany. This had like uh, third league standards except that we didn't play in front of many people or in a nice stadium, but like we trained every day at, at 10 a.m. We had a three a session with um, a fitness company, which was not just only weightlifting. It was um, divided into speed, uh, mobility, flexibility, um, balance training, stuff like that. And uh, we had as a coach was Peter Fuller, which is, he was, I think, Philadelphia Union and um, yeah. New England Revolution MLS coach. So, This was, um, yeah, a really, really good setup. I really enjoyed that time. It was, it was great to wake up in Florida, you know, like it's warm and, and we lived in an apartment area um, where we had three pools. So I was, I was most mornings, I went to the pool and went swimming and, and then to training. And yeah, it was, it was a great time. I really enjoyed that. And uh, there in your last year, you also had an agent. You tried to find a team um, to play in the U.S., But the route took you to down under to Australia. Yeah, so um, the original idea was to, to stay in the United States and um, had like an agent um, who was, yeah, who was, I think, good connected in the US. Um, but it took everything took so long and I was scared that I, that I don't find any, anything anymore. And, and uh, then the opportunity with Australia came up and And I found it so interesting and um, exciting that like I accepted it. And later onwards, I could have I could have had a trial. Um, I think it was Pittsburgh Riverhounds, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. But like I was already signed in Australia and was already in Australia. But yeah. But definitely the right decision for you. You stayed in Australia for um, almost one and a half years. Right, one and a half years, pretty. Yeah, with a short spell in, in New Zealand. Um, so, yeah, that's the part um, where we unlock a new continent. Max, we were discussing before. Um, is Australia a new continent? Yes, it is. So, it is, right? Oceania, right? Or where, um, Is it Oceania or is it um, Australia, which is the continent? It's called Australia and Oceania. O Oceania. That's it, yeah. Mis mystery But solved. Mystery solved. But then, I, then you can make check on both parts of it, Australia and Oceania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's go go into detail. Talk about Australia, second division. You know, it's quite hard as a foreigner to, um, to play in Australia because there are just a few spots in the team, yeah. a few international spots. So you have to be quite good, usually a goal scorer, like an offensive player. Some, a player that brings a value to the team and for defenders it's hard to to see a value on a piece of paper right so if you score 31 goals in 28 games they thought you're quite the goal scorer how was it when you arrived in australia how did you imagine it and how was it actually <laughs> i i actually arrived on the hottest day of uh, adelaide in the like history 
um, in the history, the hottest day. I think it was 30, 46 degrees Celsius. I can't no tell way. It's a perfect, perfect but, weather to play, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> so people, people were making eggs with their pan on the street and stuff like that. So, um, but for me, I, I was flying out of uh, Washington, D.C., then to L.A., from L.A. to Melbourne, in Melbourne, then, then to Adelaide. So overall, I was, I think, over 40 hours. What a trip. It was an over 40-hour trip. Um, I didn't care how many degrees it was at the time. Um, yeah, how I imagined it, and, and um, I can't really tell you what expect expectations ahead before i mean australia is not really big on the football or on the soccer um world map uh but uh, what i quick already really quick recognize is that uh, people can play in australia football too yeah, and yeah. um the interesting part is um i think you play in each country a little bit different so mm -hmm. in the us you you really you as a football player soccer player you're really athlete yeah. in 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 australia if you look on their number one sport australian football it's in my eyes the roughest ball sport i've ever seen so this is also <laughs> how they play a little bit a little bit football they play they play more physically and their tackles are by far the hardest tackles um, i experienced but at the same time they can be they can be fair and um so sounds like my game <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, so they they play kind of like, um, yeah, just more physical. And um, when you compare them to New Zealand, in New Zealand we only played offensively. There was no <laughs> no defensive areas. <laughs> Every ball was was going forward, and um, it was funny because the no games and they're zero zero. The games and five three or something like that because. Yeah, it's uh, all about the attack. So, yeah, I, it was interesting because you always, um, you play football a little bit different in each country. And, um, yeah, for me, it was hard, quite hard at the beginning in Australia because um, I signed for a club. And as you said, Flo, um, in the second league in Australia, there are only two visa spots. So mm -hmm. as a visa player, they expect from you from the first moment onwards, if you're an offensive player, goals, 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 goals. That was the NPL, um, right, Tilo? NPL is what you play? National or? Premier yeah. League, yeah. Yeah, exactly. National Premier League. And um, yeah, I, the first, it's hard at the beginning. I came, I mean, I came 46 degrees and uh, the first time <laughs> it was hard for me to adjust with the weather, with playing style. And um, yeah, so it took me a while. And um, I think after seven games, so they have three transfer windows. In in um, three transfer windows in the season, and in the first transfer windows, I changed the club after talking to the coach that that doesn't fit. So from the club side, from my side, um, and I changed to a league opponent, and uh, which was the perfect fit because I scored then the most goals at the league component, a league opponent. Um, so. I wasn't, let's say this way, at the beginning, it was really hard for me and I wasn't maybe the happiest and I thought about flying home. Um, but I, I'm happy that I, that I uh, yeah, put myself through, through a little bit harder time and then yeah, I really enjoyed my time. It was a great time after that. When you, when you had to make the move, Tilo, in the transfer window, did, um, did 
how can you imagine that in the MPL? Like as a as a player, did did your agent get involved? Did you just do it personally? How does that? How did you guys do that? So I had a conversation with the coach. The coach was uh, I know I play when I came. I think it was I came at the end of the preseason, which was another reason why it didn't work out that well. Um, and I played the first game. We lost the first league game, and from that onwards, I was sitting on bench. So the club was obviously as well not happy, and um, I couldn't adjust to that playing style. And um, the expectations at the club were were pretty big, as because you, as a visa player, you get a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from a financial standpoint, um, you receive probably a little bit more than than the players in Australia, and. and yeah, so the pressure was high and um, the deal was, yeah, like um, with the club, if they release me, they will also try to help me. But at the same time, I already built up a network through that time. I, it was seven games and um, I had a small network uh, built up and um, I received pretty quick on the next day, I think four or five phone calls from second, third, fourth league clubs. I think it was three second league clubs, a few third league clubs and a few fourth league clubs. And mm -hmm. um, it was nothing involved with my agent. Um, it was once through nine, my network, second one through the club I played for the network and third ones was, it was the football community so small that pretty quick people know about moves. Okay. So. Yeah. And especially if you, if you just have two international players, I mean, I guess everyone knows you. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty quick. Uh, was pretty quick uh, known that I will leave the club. Like uh, we made the deal that I leave the club, and uh, yeah, so everybody knew it. And then yeah, yeah the only problem was the conversation was a Monday, and the transfer window closed on Wednesday. So um, yeah, deadline day. Almost <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? I think it, for, for the listeners out there, and also for me, what's really, really interesting is to understand um, what, what's the life like of an MPL player or a visa or a, a visa MPL player? Like, how can we imagine that? You know, what are the standards like? Is it a fully yeah. professional contract? Um, yeah. How would you compare it to the standard in the US and Germany? Yeah. So from a financial point of view, um, it depends which area, which club you are. So um, I would say around Melbourne, Sydney area, so Queensland, New South Wales, um, you are a professional in, in South Australia where I was um, at the big, at my first club, absolutely. Like I could live from that money. Um, so yeah. you get normally housing. I got like a new car from a sponsor. Wow. And you, have, you have an income per game. Um, what for me was important as well uh, was uh, because the second league in Australia is half professional, half semi-professional. You have a few players who live from that and you have a few players who are not living from that. And because of that, you only train in the evening. And so I had a lot of time and, and what I pretty quick uh, did and which also increased my network was I started, I said, like, I want to coach. Um, mm -hmm. I have enough time. Like what... What can I do? I want to coach. And, and um, so um, 
I started coaching and um, with that, I had another income and the coaching went so big in Australia um, that in the end I had too many, too many, too many uh, kids because in Australia, it's amazing. The, the kids want to play football. They want to learn. They want to get better and better and better. And so I did individual sessions and um, yeah, that was, that was part of it. But if you, if you look just if it's professional or not, I would say as an international player, you can live from it. The, the question is just like, what are your standards? Like, yeah. let's say you, you can't make a big move with that money, um, but you could live from it. That's not a problem. Cool, cool. Because awesome. the, the thing is, you in Australia, it's uh, you get your most uh, money. I hope, hopefully, I don't hurt anyone by saying that, but you get the most money for, for like match payment. So you, you play. Uh, yeah. For every game you you play, you get the money, and um, that's as a visa player, you normally play every game. So yes, absolutely. And and from a footballing standpoint, like um, you said, it was a more aggressive game, probably more physical. But from a quality standpoint, how would you compare it to the US and to to Germany? That's always the interesting part. I got this question came up in I think in every interview I had this year. And I can't really answer it because I feel like it's, I, I can't tell you if, if we would have won with our West Palm Beach team um, against um, our, our uh, second league team in Australia. I can't really tell you that because it's like a different, different playing style. And I, I wouldn't, I don't know if our, I mean, in Australia, there were footballers who can play really football. Yeah, yeah. That, um, that's, what, maybe, that's what makes the question interesting. So compare the two different styles of playing against each other. Exactly. That makes it interesting. So I feel yeah. like in, in, for example, West Palm Beach, we had a good team. We had um, uh, Markus Mazur, who is still a friend of mine, who played second league in Germany. Yeah. Um, just, to give you a, just to give you an idea how good the West Palm Beach team was. And he we went to Chattanooga FC yeah. after that, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And we were beating Jacksonville Armada, which was a fully professional team at the yeah. time. So, and we were quite having a good team, for example. It's just an example. And, but at the same time, um, the team I played in Australia for, we had also some really good footballers and we were physically. So I could imagine that with, with the way our playing style physically at the same time, having good players in the team, we were stronger. I could imagine we have won the game, but I can't really 100% compare that. I asked uh, Flo when I interviewed him, if you had like a little tournament between your, your MPL club in Australia, West Palm Beach, the MPSL, and, and then um, Memmingen in the Regionalliga. Wait, wait, wait. How, how There's one team end? missing. There's one team missing. Which one? The New Zealand one. Hamilton in New Zealand, yeah. Yes, that one. So, that, so it's a, a group stage and then kind of playoff version. Okay, so we have a tournament of of your teams playing playoffs between your NPSL teams, Met City versus West Palm Beach and Parahill Knights versus Hamilton Wanderers in New Zealand. Winner of the NPSL team stays in the US and plays against Shaw University. And the winner of the 
game, Perryhill Knights, second tier Australia against Hamilton Wanderers, first tier New Zealand, plays against your current team, FC Memmingen, in the German Regionalliga, fourth tier, in the semifinals. So, Tilo, enlighten us. Who would win this tournament? Okay. So, again, uh, the, the NPSL teams against each other. I mean, at great, great moments to... To Met City FC, I, I scored the first goal in franchise history. The first game with 100,000... 1,000... 1,000... Not impossible, but no. Yeah, 1,500. <laughs> the first game joining and it was great. It was I had a really great time at Met City. And, um, but from a quality standpoint, uh, the West Palm Beach team or Palm Beach United team was stronger. So they would win that game. And then um, when it comes to Hamilton Wanderers against the Parahill Knights, that's a, that's, that's, that's a close one. But um, Hamilton Wanderers. Even, even yeah, though but ha Hamilton Wanderers plays first tier, right? it's like fully professional, isn't it? Is it yes, not? yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I have Parahill's Knights. It's just, it's just such an amazing time I had there. Maybe they're just in my heart. And I don't want to see them losing. Um, <laughs> You're biased. You're biased towards them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but the Hamilton Wanderers, yeah. It, you can't, like, it was from a football standpoint. I played with a few national team players together, former national team players. So, um, and you also have more international spots. So you have really, really good players. And um, they're stronger than... And than your everybody. coach um, coached the national team of New Zealand 2010 when they participated the first and last time so far, first and only time at the FIFA World Cup. Yeah, so I think it was the oh. second time they participated. Second. Actually, I think in the oh. 60s, they, okay. they, they participated once, but for them, it was obviously a really, 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 really big deal um, for such a small country. And um, even bigger was that at the World Cup, they didn't lose any game. They tied against, uh, I think, Paraguay, Italy, which is big, and I think Slovenia. So they were the only team who got kicked out in the group stage without the, without losing a game. And so his name is is pretty big in New Zealand football, um, if not probably the biggest, one of the biggest few names in Australia, uh, New Zealand football. And um, it was yeah, it was absolutely a fantastic experience for me to um, to see or to play for such a coach. Um, as well as um, experiencing uh, the professional environment in, in the first league setup uh, with flying to away games, um, having games in, in, in television live, um, all the things who comes around um, with the whole environment with people don't really recognize. So, for example, New Zealand League is, uh, is a window for the Asian League. So I got a few few requests um, from agents from Asia and things like that. So it was um, a good time from a football standpoint, but I didn't felt well in Hamilton. And that was the reason why I, why I said, okay, after half a season, I go back uh, to Australia because I, I over, like I felt as an individual, as a person more comfortable in Australia than I felt in, in New Zealand. But from a football standpoint, um, this team, when it comes back to the tournament, would play against FC Memmingen in the final and would probably would be a close game. 
and the semi-final first, semi-final yeah, they would win. They would win the semi-final. Yeah. Hamilton yeah, Wanderers I mean, would win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I guess have, so. Yeah. You have in Memi and great players. Um, you probably Flo, you know him. We have, for example, Timo Gepa to play Champions League yeah. already. Yeah. Um, uh, we have great players in Memmingen. but um, in in at Hamilton Wanderers we had also really, 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 really good players and. Uh, so. The other semi-final in the US, I could imagine it's uh, quite <coughs> one-sided as well when you play West Palm Beach United in the NPSL with a lot of college <laughs> players that play at a higher stage than Shaw University, yeah. for example. So it was Shaw University against West Palm Beach United. What would be the score? No, I mean, I, I, Shaw has always, a, always, always a place in my heart. I need to say that because I mean, it opened me so many doors, and I enjoyed my time there. <laughs> um, but from a football standpoint, obviously, we don't need to talk. I uh, don't need to make it uh, more beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, uh, West Palm Beach would win this game pretty clear. And then the big final. West Palm Beach against Hamilton Wanderers. I would give it again to Hamilton Wanderers. I think um, we had uh, some decent players, especially offensively. I didn't. There were two, three players in in offensive areas who I, yeah, who I had such a speed. There was one player who had such a speed I never seen before with the ball, um, and um, yeah, I think that was the best team. I played so far in it. How did you make the move from Australia, so the MPL, to New Zealand? How did that come about? Um, well, I, I think it was through contacts. Uh, I got uh, through contacts um, in through contact details. I received. Um, I was in contact with two first league teams in New Zealand, and. Mm-hmm. Um, At the end, uh, the one club wasn't, um, I think we were in kind of, I would say, negotiation stage, um, if you want to call that. So they didn't make an official offer. And then Hamilton Wanderers already um, said they want to have me and and offered me something. So then, yeah, I didn't know much before about the ESPS Thunder Premiership. So I just at the end um, accepted that one. And uh, yeah. Yeah, but when like the move was through contact, I received some information. Nice, nice. You mentioned before playing in the first year in the first professional league in New Zealand kind of opens the door to the Asian football market. And you always said in all your interviews you had in the years before, you want to be playing on every single continent. <laughs> In the end, um, <laughs> you didn't do it, but did you um, did you have a chance somehow to get into the Asian market, to get into Asian Asian football? Or was your time at Hamilton Wanderers not long enough for that to happen? Yeah, it, it's probably a mixture. I, I had um, a few agents. I can remember a request uh, from an agent for India. I can remember for Indonesia and for Bhutan. Um, and um, I probably 
needed at that point to fly to Asia for a trial. And um, I wasn't, at that stage, I wasn't, um, yeah, not confident enough. I said, like, like, maybe not that, I was just, I felt it wasn't the right time to fly there for, for a trial. And um, um, afterwards, maybe a little bit sad because I would have loved to experience the Asian culture um, and the Asian football style. Uh, but yeah, overall, maybe also a little bit too short in, in New Zealand. Um, again, the New Zealand is a little bit the, the shopping window for the Asian leagues. And um, the, the funny part is what I learned is like New Zealand's um, games from a time zone perspective, there's no, no games in the same time zone. So when in New Zealand there were games, there's no other football game around in this world. So a lot of Asian people were watching these games and um, it was crazy because if you look on all the Twitter accounts from the clubs and, and Facebook accounts, and which I recognized later um, when an official of the New Zealand uh, Football Association came, uh, there's a lot of betting on our of of the New Zealand first league because there's no other games in this time zone. So <laughs> it was insane. There was an official coming and explaining to us we should never accept uh, any message or never give out any information about who's playing and whatever. And and um, yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, things I learned. But um, back to your question. I think maybe if I have if I would have played a little bit longer, obviously there would have come a little bit more requests as well, and I maybe would have found the time to fly to to Asia for trials. And um, yeah, yeah, at that time I I felt like I mean I felt like I needed to go into an environment where I feel well again, and that was at that time I really felt well in Adelaide um, with the people. Um, uh, who I knew there and um, yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong with it like it's uh, sometimes it's probably better to take a step back and be yeah. in an environment where you feel more comfortable because um, it's not always going out of your comfort zone to help you develop your personality like being in your comfort zone in the place where you really want to be and feel happy um, I guess that's that is more important than forcing something. Yeah, I mean, I think it it shows also in your performances. I mean, I was in in New Zealand. I played. I was lucky. I played every game. I think out of eight games until the the break came, I played seven in the starting eleven. Uh, my my transfer market value increased because of these statistics. I scored a goal. I had assists. So football football wise, everything was right but i probably could have even performed better i just yeah and like the club was also nice it was more like the city and um yeah i, I just felt in adelaide um, i have more opportunities um, aside from football i have more people around um, aside from football and um, yeah and just, just to mention on a side note uh, your market value was um for quite some time at 150,000 euros. So that's quite impressive. <laughs> that's on a level that yeah. some, um, third league players in Germany are. So that's, uh, that's impressive. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I was wondering, Tilo, because um, I've never been to that side of the world. So um, 
how different was it between living in Adelaide from a cultural standpoint and Hamilton? Because, you know, to me from Europe, you know, kind of, you know, Australia, New Zealand, I've, you know, I know the climate's a bit different, but how different is the culture and, and the experience and everything? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Hamilton and Adelaide, these are like Hamilton has, 200,000 people living there, I guess, while Adelaide is a, is a million city. So you have around 1 million, I would guess, in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. And um, what I recognized is uh, in, 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 like in Hamilton Wanderers, it was also, we had, I think, seven, eight international players. While yeah. in, in, in Adelaide, I was one of two international players. So the club took really care of, of me and looked after myself and always looked after if, if I'm doing all right. And um, this was also how friendships developed and um, how I yeah, have still I'm an amazing connection. Um, I'm married in, in Australia. So and um, oh, wow. one of the two people who um, I don't know the English word for it. That's a shame. Uh, you Say know, the people who... <laughs> Best man, yeah, and these are two people from so the best man on my side, and then I don't know how is the, the bridesmaid comparable bridesmaid <laughs> on, on my woman's side, on my wife's side, <laughs> um, is uh, two people from the club, so um, yeah, but back to your question. Uh, how is it from a cultural point of view? I feel like in Australia, every everything is more relaxed. Um, people are comparing to Germany, um, <laughs> maybe not as not as disciplined, <laughs> but at the same time, they have they have such an such an amazing, helpful, friendly way um, how they connect with each other, which um, really inspired me and which made it so comfortable. In New Zealand, the people are also very nice and very open. Um, and I, I really, the club was also nice. It was just like, um, you know, you have seven, eight international players and, and everybody wants to play. And I felt the competition was a little bit more in, in, in New Zealand, a little bit harder. And um, there was no, not so much to do in Hamilton. It's in the middle of the North Island while in Adelaide, I was going to the beach or it's a million cities. So you go into the city or whatever you do, there's, there's, there's every day something to do. And, um, yeah, that was just easier to be in contact with teammates um, or to, to make other friends as well. Like I uh, had a German friend in, in Adelaide um, who was uh, who I got to know through a backpacker site. Um, <laughs> I wasn't a backpacker, but like I, I at some point I felt, okay, I want to get to know more people. And then I joined the backpacker right. site on Facebook. <laughs> I got to know this German guy who is... Uh, who was living in, in, who was in backpacker a few years ago and then just continued living in, in Adelaide. And uh, yeah, we had a great friendship and uh, yeah. So great times. I, I would say That's like, cool. like my impression from Australia is um, since there's so many internationals going just for, just for traveling, just for, I don't know, like after graduating high school or college or whatever, just to explore something different. I would imagine that, uh, the Australians are super open to um, to new cultures, to internationals. That they are very. Um... What? Well, sorry for interrupting. That in Australia, um, 
I mean, all football clubs have a heritage background. So yeah, and um, yours is Croatian. Of uh, Adelaide yeah, Raiders first, is Croatian. Yeah, I played first for Adelaide Raiders, which is a Croatian background, but then Para Hills Knights has an English background. So, but you have also a lot of Italians, Serbians, Greeks. So, and this is why they, I feel they are so open um, to other cultures as well as you will find your culture. They have also a few Germans there, but there's no <laughs> German, we're not really German community because if we want to, when we go outside of our country, we don't want to see any other Germans. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you can spot them with, with the sandals, right? And the socks. Yeah, and the sandals. Sandals. <laughs> but, but isn't it, isn't it, isn't it kind of ironic? Like the, the team has a foreign background, but you only allow two foreigners in a team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is ironic. But I mean, obviously, it's probably to help Australian football, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's ironic. And uh, yeah, it's the, and it's also interesting that like this, the two players that maybe not even coming from the background yeah. where the club is from. So, um, yeah, which that, would like, it's interesting. I'm, I mean, you look like Rakitic back in the day a bit. You could be, you, <laughs> <laughs> you could be Rakitic. That's, that's okay, so no problem. I have the same. I have the same passing game as him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once uh, COVID hit the world, um, you were looking to go back to Germany. So obviously things were quite crazy all over the world and in Australia as well with the with the big bushfires um, before. Um, was it in your area as well? It was, right? No, it was actually, it yeah. was like, um, Adelaide Hills, it's called the area. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, and it was a big move in, in the Australian community. So it was interesting to see because they, they really stick together. Um, it was for the whole country, a shock and, um, yeah, it was good to see that they were sticking together and supporting each other. And, All these things, uh, I think, mainly COVID, uh, were the reason for you to go back to Germany. And uh, you were looking for a new team, founded finally in FC Memmingen. But you had a couple of tryouts before, right? And you were, let's say, you had to decide between a couple of teams. Um, besides FC Memmingen, it was a team uh, in the Regionalliga uh, Northeast and in the Regionalliga West. What made you go to, to FC Memmingen in the end? And, and also, why Germany, Thilo? Did, was Germany the only place you wanted to go? Um, at that time, I mean, I didn't know if the league was in, in Australia. It was uh, on hold, so I didn't know if it would continue. And then I felt it is a good chance maybe to fulfill my, my dream or my goal to play in Germany, let's say, If you want to say the Regionalliga is professional on a, on a professional level, so Regionalliga is so, always. Yeah. I mean, it's officially now two leagues of the Regionalliga, two divisions are professional. The other three are, yeah, unofficial, professional, whatever you want to say. Um, and um, so I felt okay, this is a good chance to fulfill my dream in Germany. Uh, after four years being outside of the country, and um, I had four trials. And it got three offers. And uh, at the end, yeah, Memmingen was 
for a lot of people probably not understandable because they were saying, okay, Memmingen is in the table, they're fighting for relegation, and the regi- I got an offer from a team in the Regionalliga West, and Regionalliga West is probably the yeah. best Regionalliga yeah. in Germany, and you would be, hey, why are you not going Regionalliga West? Um, financially, it was a better offer in the Regionalliga West, and but um, yeah, memming and the whole package, how they uh, from the first moment spoke to me and with the the area here, which I fell in love with, um, and um, yeah, being being an experienced player in a young team uh, was for me yeah more more exciting to have than than being in the Regionalliga. West, even if I could, or even if I would have played now 40 games and would have played in nice stadiums, um, yeah, I felt at that moment the whole package, especially living in an area where I feel as a person well, where I feel with my wife well, um, I felt that more more important than choosing any of the other arguments I said um, and living in an area where I maybe don't feel well especially also my wife don't feel well because if my wife or me like she doesn't feel well like it doesn't help me living there then yeah, right and so uh, i felt uh, but there was one thing i wanted to um to touch and go a little bit into detail more and that was the league system in australia or especially in new zealand because it's a little bit different there additionally in new zealand they have a winter league you once told me so yes. their clubs like the professional clubs they have teams um that's more like i mean organized like sunday league because it's not professional but the level playing level is still close to being professional right that's like when yes. you can when you can qualify or like um show yourself for the pro teams exactly you show yourself for the pro teams too and so for the winter leagues, there are, I don't know, let's let's say 60 teams in the whole country, 100 teams in the whole country, 200 teams, I don't know, probably more. <laughs> but like um, uh, in the first league, then you have only 10 teams and not mm-hmm. all of these 10 teams have teams in the winter league. So some of them are franchises where they only have a team in the, in the first league, but some of them have also done a team in the winter leagues. But I know from, from guys in my team, um, yeah, that the level is not comparable, obviously, to the first league, but that is still quite okay. Um, but uh, from financial standpoint, obviously, not as comparable to the first league, but also okay. So um, it is for for a lot of players, um, and also for for four end players who are coming in in the most of the time, the first step. So um, I had a few teammates who had not the big names um, who were coming in into this country, who first played Winter League, proved themselves, and then went into the First League. But these are more the players who don't have names. You have always the big players who are national team players from, from smaller countries. They're going directly to, to the First League teams. Yeah, during your time in Australia or New Zealand, did you actually watch a Sunday League game? Like classic Sunday League, Kreisliga? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good question. I didn't. I actually didn't. Really? It's a shame. Like, I mean, I watched. It is. <laughs> I watched. It's actually. It's actually a shame. 
it, it's in, in both countries, there is actually an amateur league, basically. I mean, the winter league we talked about, which I couldn't watch a game because during the, yeah, it, it starts after the first tier season ends. And, but in Australia, the, the Sunday league is during our season. Right. And I could have watched the game, but I had no connection to any Sunday league team or player. So I was like, okay. See, Never thought about it. Did, did you ever try to play cricket or, or Australian football or rugby? I watched a cricket game 10 minutes and I said to my teammates, I, I don't get this sport. I don't want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to that again. It's boring. <laughs> so, um, I mean, cricket is super big in Australia, but uh, it was nothing for me. Um, <laughs> actually, Australian football, I, I think it's... That's I cool. like that sport. That's cool. It's a cool I can remember when I was younger, younger, I mean, probably in my 18, 19 or so, Eurosport, it's a German television uh, channel. They had, um, in the night times, they had nothing to fulfill, uh, like, for their time um, on demand. And so they were showing live games from Australian football, and I didn't know what it is. <laughs> Who's kicking the ball in the air? Why are there three goals? I didn't understand it. And now after years, I understand that sport. And I think it's a quite, it's a cool sport. It's it a is. really cool sport. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I actually watched it. I watched the live game. You so, did? How was that? Yeah, How was the atmosphere there? Oh, you can't compare it to, to a football stadium. No. So this is, uh, there's, no, there's no fans who are singing. But um, Is, it, is like the it, field oval as well? Like, oh, yeah, it's an oval. Okay, it's an oval. It's uh, but people enjoying it. They for them, it's like, yeah, an enjoyable event with drinking. It, I just want to say, like, I could imagine Australians get hammered when they watch it or before they watch it or something. Basically, yes. <laughs> as any other sporting event in Australia, I guess. Uh, let me think about it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I went to <laughs> I went uh, to horse and dog racing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bet you something as well? It's 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 pretty big in Australia. Um, it's uh, actually yeah, horse and dog racing both is pretty big. And Did you uh, bet yes, something? I was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was betting on, <laughs> but in the, in a small scale. So did you win at least? The, the one dollar or two dollar better so um i think i went i went two times and um yeah i mean i didn't i didn't want if i won i didn't want much uh, but i also didn't spend much so That's why I'd rather have the podcast episodes a little bit longer, but we can cover more detail yeah. and interesting stuff. Because now, yeah, now we come to a question and, I, and I'm kind of sad about it that I didn't think about that um, from, our, for like from the very beginning when we started uh, inviting guests. Because I would like to know which Tilo Wilke was the best like in which team <laughs> were you at your best that's a great question 
and and really I great and question. I and I um, make it even better because now thinking back at that tournament we talked about before, for which team would Tilo score the most goals? In that Flo, man, you're on fire today. I mean, I mean, obviously Tilo Wilke would be the um, would win the MVP award of the tournament because he would have scored the most goals. But for which team? <laughs> uh, good, good question. So I would say the best in shape, where I felt I was the best from a physical standpoint, was actually in West Palm Beach. I was, I was. Yeah, I was good with the ball. I was uh, in shape on a physical level, so it means I had speed. I I um, had a decent body, if you want to say that, and uh, mobility, flexibility. I was really, I felt really good. But I think the best football I played was probably at Parahits Nights because I just felt from from I. The coach really trusted me and gave me the full confidence. And um, this was when I had the most, and I had the, I felt the whole club was was behind me. So I, this was when I had the most confidence. And I was, it was, it's sad actually that I was at that time not as in shape as I was in in Florida, um, because that would have been like a really exciting time to see how it would fit if I feel really comfortable and confident and. Um, being in shape on, on top. So. And after your time in Florida, you had your last season with Shaw when you scored 17 goals in 14 games. So your summer league, like that time at West Palm Beach, um, you really got in shape. You got even better. And I mean, the, the age you had, like 26 at that point, 27, mm. um, you don't develop like more as a football player from a technical standpoint, but like you got even more athletic. Like you got, like you said, flexibility, the mobility, um, the athleticism. And, and that's, and that, that made you like these couple percent better than you were before to score even more goals to like yeah, that, carry your yeah. team basically. Yeah. And you, I mean, you get this older, you get you have more experience, you know, which runs to do, which, which run is maybe not necessary at the moment. Where can go, right. where can the second ball go, right? And so, um, but I was still in an age where, yeah, the complete package was just, was just good. And for and which, Tilo, um, wait, 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 the second part of the question, for which team would Tilo Wilke score the most goals in the tournament? I mean, you have to you have to look at two parts now, like the team uh, you would like Tilo Tilo was the best and scored the most goals, could score the most goals, and the team with the worst defense, where, where Tilo could score more goals on. <laughs> I mean, it it also a little bit different uh, because position wise, I switched a lot. So in Hamilton, for example, I played uh, central midfield. Um, oh, not God. even, not even as a tens on a so more like as a six eight. Um, at Shaw, I played uh, in the first year as a nine, in the second year as a ten, as a left winger. Then in Australia, I played as a left winger. So um, in Hamilton, I, I wouldn't even have so many chances to score goals. Um, so I would say the most goals. <laughs> huh. 
hard one. That's a hard one. Yeah, sure. I mean, at Shaw, I scored a lot of goals because I was up front, had good chances. But I felt uh, I would score the most goals with Parades. So in the, in the playoffs, when you lose against Hamilton, you would score the most goals for Parrot. Oh, oh uh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I think, okay, ne next, okay, next time I really enjoy on the We're losing Tilo, man. <laughs> okay. It's late, it's late in Germany. It's like almost midnight. So <laughs> I was I was gonna feed off of, of that question actually. What really interested me interested me was You played uh, Landesliga, Bayernliga here in, in, in Bavaria before leaving to the U.S. And then um, basically when you came back after your long time abroad in the U.S. and Australia, New Zealand, you managed to get into the Regionalliga. Um, which step along the way do you feel like really gave you the push or do you feel like every step you, yeah, you increased little by little? Um, I, I think at that time, when I was in the under-19s, I, um, I was invited uh, from FC Karlsruhe Siena. So I wasn't at that time when I was younger in Germany. I wasn't, yeah. let's say, not too far away from Regionalliga. Um, I also played in the Youth Academy of Schweinfurt. So I was not too far away from that. And um, the only thing what, what was like, I think I was 16, 17, 18, where I maybe just put the professional football dream aside and and um, even if they came in an offer from Karlsruhe Jena I, I didn't really uh, wanted to do it um, I can remember that I was there uh, for a training session and uh, for the under 19s Bundesliga game against Hannover and then talking uh, to the scouts who invited me and uh, to the coach but um, Yeah, at that time I wasn't really didn't have the focus anymore to play professional, and so um, if this is not really your dream anymore, and you you change a little bit your priorities, you do a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And uh, what changed was when I went to the United States, I got this focus back, and and I invested so much time in, in football, in extra work, so I, I was on the football field alone so, so, so many times, I even do it now, I'd be alone on the football field, I have a passing ball, um, my hurdles, uh, my cones, um, it sounds fancy, but I'm going alone on, on the field and training for myself, and this extra work, at some point, obviously, pays off, and um, yeah, Absolutely. it paid off. And uh, it, it could have paid, it's, it's sad that, that I lost this focus when I was younger and um, I didn't do extra things and had other priorities because uh, maybe, maybe I would have played somewhere different. But yeah, I'm, I'm still happy with, with how it ended up and yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's the only way you can... You can um, make the stream work. Like you have to put in um, some extra hours on the field, in the gym. You have to have the right mindset off the field. And Absolutely. now you're doing the right things. Or like for the last couple of years, you're doing the right things. And look where it took you. And you're, yeah. I would say. I mean, you were a professional player. You played in New Zealand first division, and now you play in yeah. Regionalliga, which is a professional, um, yeah. professional um, setup. 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's always hard to say where where's professional, where's not professional. I mean, if first league New Zealand, you can absolutely that's professional. I mean, in Australia as well, um, I could. It's because some players cannot live from it. I could live from it, so they can then say, okay, it's professional. But um, it's always hard to say. I mean, regionally, it's the same. You have big clubs, as you know, uh, and most of the players uh, living from from regionally. But there are some who are not living from it. But like I. I think you can always, from all three leagues, you can say that they are professional. But yeah. Yes, um, absolutely. At one point in your career, you were also trying out in Scandinavia to be more specific in Sweden. And um, I was, I mean, you kind of involved me in that because um, I I know the Swedish uh, league system a little bit. Um, and I have some contacts there. So you had... Um, a couple of tryouts there and uh, yeah, you made quite some interesting experiences. Let's, let's phrase it like that. You want to share that with us? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a great experience, uh, but an interesting experience. <laughs> so um, there was a time where I thought, okay, maybe Scandinavia would be cool to play. Right. And, 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 uh, Yeah, through Uflow and then another German friend, um, I at the end had three trials. Uh, one for a third league team, which is in, in Sweden fully professional, and then fourth league. And um, at the end, I received two offers from the fourth league uh, teams. Um, and then from the third league team was a little bit weird with the coach, but I'm coming to that in a second. Um, Yeah, I think the most funniest part was at first I was at a club um, near Stockholm and uh, it was a really good level. I was surprised about the fourth league in Sweden. I didn't expect that. Um, but the funny part was it was minus 15 degrees Celsius. <laughs> I really couldn't feel my toes. And, um, uh, yeah, it was, but they were super welcoming and um, yeah, I, I received an offer from them and then the second child was uh, in the north not in the north in the middle of sweden which yeah, is basically yeah. the north of sweden and i i won't say i won't say the name of the club and yeah. they really care it was yeah. mid in the middle of nowhere middle yeah, of let's nowhere. say middle middle of nowhere and um, <laughs> the town had i think 500 people living there but um, yeah the club was uh, managed to get good international players and um, I can remember I somebody picked me up uh, and drove me into that town it was from the next biggest city two and a half hours and um, it was in the evening 8 p.m he picked me up and I arrived there at 10 or 10 30 and um, it was insane it was it was the, the club was super caring and I can't even blame them but like And they they dropped me off at like a, a big house, a huge, a huge like holiday house, right? Like, but it was snowy, it was cold and it was dark. And this house had like five or six bedrooms, and it's like an, you know, like an old house, and and you got and scared. He dropped me off, and I, I actually got scared. <laughs> and you you you're in this old house which was, I can't blame the club. They, 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 I mean, it's luxury to have a whole house for yourself, right? right. But like there are five, 
six bedrooms it's a little bit old and you know when you walk the stairs it makes weird sounds and yeah there was no wi-fi nothing and i was like the first night it was it was horrible <laughs> i i really <laughs> i i i uh, yeah i uh I don't want to go too much into details, but I try to protect myself <laughs> uh, through the night. With <laughs> like, well, protect means like I, I, uh, I was uh, yeah. like blanket Prepared. up to your nose, like that you can just breathe. <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah, basically, <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, then the next day, I said I, I need to relocate, and they were super nice the club, so I can't blame them. Then he re they relocated to me and. I had a good time then there, but um, yeah, it was in the middle of nowhere. But uh, yeah, it was it was they were great. Like the connection with the international players there was great. I felt, um, and um, I just I just thought it would be hard to 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 live up there and um, having nothing around. So okay, and then uh, I mean the third league club. There's there's only one one thing to say. With the third league club, <laughs> and he, I came and uh, he played me as a ten. And after the the like it was training, right? And we played eight versus eight on the whole field was goalkeeper. So you can imagine there was there was no defending over the whole field. You could walk with the ball 40 meters because everybody was game over after two attacks. So I played as a ten. Played okay. After the training, the coach comes to me and said like. Um, Yeah, hey, uh, Tilo, we will see when you can come next week. And um, yeah, we are looking for a left wing and a left back. And I was, I had so many question marks in my head because he just played me as a 10. And I was like, you're looking for a left back and a left wing and you play me as a 10. That doesn't make any sense to me. And so I thought, <laughs> and then I will go up north. And I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was basically, uh, I don't know if he was then, amused about that I said in the directly moment then I will go up north or not but that was yeah the training I met there and um, the funny part is I I met the coach the next day in Stockholm <laughs> and uh, nice coach but uh, yeah um, didn't work out with uh, with us too <laughs> didn't work out <laughs> I mean that's how it is, right? It it can't always work out, can it? You know, it's uh... no. It, it it was just for me. It was just I, I just didn't understand why. If you want to have like if you have a test player there, and of course you don't see him on a position where you need a new player. Why would you have the test player then anyways there? And I mean, yes. you need you need feedback, right? So like as if you're like try if you're trying out you want to receive feedback afterwards. Like if a coach says to you, yeah. mate, you're shit, then it's okay. But at least you got honest feedback. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So, like absolutely. something like that is, it was is kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. But that, that could be something interesting as well. We could, uh, we could ask the audience um, or like anyone else we have and had as guests so far, what is your weirdest tryout experience? Because I guess every single one of us has been on, on tryouts and there are some funny or weird or crazy tryout stories. Absolutely. Uh, I think there are. I mean, this was for me. I couldn't, I, can't, I just couldn't understand. It was, I don't know. <laughs> I actually never went on tryouts. I didn't want to. I was. You were a Tennessee Wesleyan. That was a tryout. Yeah, yeah. 
but I would always shy away from them because I, I hated, I hated rejection. So I was just like, fuck it, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> but uh, so, so I won't really have many stories about that. Only if a club signed me, like then I, then I would go. I don't know. It's yeah, really but you weird. never know before if they sign you. No, like if they signed you, like because they knew where you played or they'd seen you play in in the same country or something like that. But otherwise, yeah, but when they sign you, you don't go on a tryout, Max. No, exactly. That's what I meant. Like that's <laughs> the only way I moved clubs. I was kind of just like, but I regret uh, that. Okay. I, and with that, I really regret that. Probably one of the most out of my career is that, and I, that's why I respect, um, you know, Tilo, the hustle that you've been through, um, yeah. and um, and you know, getting rejected. I mean one time even in a weird situation I mean, that's nothing compared to all the success you've had so just wanted to kind of say respect for for going all around the world and putting yourself out there thank you i appreciate that i mean it, it didn't it didn't hurt like it, i couldn't understand it this was it was just weird to me yeah. <laughs> uh, it didn't it didn't it, it hurted me for one day because I, i just couldn't understand it you play me as a 10 and you want to let me and, and you don't really give me a really feedback but um, I, I received from the other two clubs the really good feedback yeah. and had offers from them and um, so yeah um, I, re I remember that call Flo Flo I experienced like the weirdest tryout ever <laughs> <laughs> I, I was dying <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I get what you're saying like, like it's this when you're in a tryout you, you're always under pressure you feel the pressure yeah. you know The coaches or, or like whoever is there, the, the sporting director or general manager, they're looking on, on you. And um, I yeah. don't like that situation either, but it's sad. In most of the times you have to go through that. Um, when, yeah. you, when you play, let's say, in the lower professional league, like I say lower professional leagues, because in the higher professional leagues, everybody knows you, but in the lower professional yeah. leagues, in the higher semi-professional leagues, you, you uh, yeah. I mean, even in the even in the big leagues, you know, they're the guys that aren't, you know, big time. They're they're going on tryouts as well, you know, when they're out of contract and everything, preseasons, and so it's it's tough, man. It's tough. So, but I respect the hustle. So, Tito, man. how was that for you like, in Sweden? I mean, being in an it was cold. in in, 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 yeah. <laughs> in a, it was being, cold. trying out in a in an English speaking country. It's, it's easy, like we feel comfortable speaking English. Uh, if you go to Sweden, for example, where English is um, not the native language yeah. as well, then um, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because when, when I went there and I, I sat in that locker room, like there was one guy, like he happened to become my best friend there. Um, he's yeah. been to Germany before, before, so he knew a little bit German uh, and he was in the US, so his English was perfect as well. So it was, it was super fun, but the rest, like, of course they know English and they can speak English, but you're sitting there as the only foreigner, that that's how it was for me, and they're all speaking Swedish and you just sit there and like, okay, I knew a couple mm -hmm. of words, but I had no clue what they were saying at the beginning, especially at the tryout. I was sitting there and just like, smiling and like okay can we go on the field that i don't feel so uncomfortable anymore <laughs> yeah I, i totally agree i totally agree so it's actually i never really when when i was in the moment i thought about it but afterwards i never really thought about it it was the first time i was not in or played or like trained with a team who was mainly which was not german or english 
And um, you're right, like in the locker room, when you're sitting there and everybody's speaking another language. But it's a weird feeling. Yeah, it? it's a weird feeling. <laughs> and the, the funny part was one training, I, I tackled somebody, um, which maybe was a foul, maybe not. He was, <laughs> he was not amused about my tackle. And afterwards in the locker room, I was I'm thinking he's maybe, you know, maybe it was just my opinion, but he could maybe have said, like, maybe he said something about me, right, in, in Swedish, and I yeah. couldn't have understood. And you always get that feeling when you when you yeah. be around someone who you don't understand the language. So, yeah, it's a little bit uncomfortable, that's true. And but overall, I felt I felt Swedish people are, are nice, are nice yeah. people, and yeah. um, they wouldn't they wouldn't um, want you any bad and, right. and um, don't talk too much behind. Um, I don't think that they did that. Maybe they no, did. No. <laughs> Then yeah. I don't know. It, but you know, I think they um, like I share the same experience. Like they were super nice, super open towards me. Like always trying to engage me um, um, and get into conversation with me um, but i think they mind their own business too much to speak behind your mm -hmm. back mm -hmm. yeah it could be. i mean yeah yeah i mean they, and i felt they were super honest so i had uh, conversations right. with with the clubs and they were from the first moment on while maybe in other countries they first trying to poke a little bit with with financial yeah. things you know and then um I can remember with with one of the clubs they invited me for for lunch, and with, I was with the sporting director for lunch then, and, and he was from the first moment all open with the money and and, and what they can offer, how they can help me, and um, I find it really um, really big from them. Um, yeah, how he was very honest to me, and yeah, yeah, yeah that that's what I really appreciate as well that the honesty and still kind of direct yeah so yeah max anything else from your side my friends happy easter god bless you, you guys you and, uh, you no, I thank it. you tilo man I honestly loved it. i loved it it was great i really loved it tilo thank you very much love you boys have a good bye. one take care brother you too. speak soon bye bye soon. bye bye Yeah, that was um, episode six, Max. Um, amazing insights from Australia and New Zealand. Um, of course, we could have kept going and talked again about the the game in the US and NPSL and college, and of course about the Regionalliga and the, and the amateur leagues in Germany. But um, we definitely wanted to talk more about Australia and New Zealand because. Like I said uh, before, it's uh, it's hard to get into into the into the football business in Australia. Absolutely, since they just have um, a few international sports. Um, yeah, was was amazing. Loved it. We it's in the middle of the night now, <laughs> and um, I think we could have kept talking for for another hours, um, even though we're we're tired as hell. But um, was fun. Loved it and yeah, happy to connect you guys and was yeah, just amazing to talk with Tilo again. 
man it was man so many interesting insights and like 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 i said before tilo's tilo's my guy now um, just <laughs> i thought it was so fun man it's always nice to meet new people and just genuine laughs and when they're so open about their career and everything and yeah i mean yeah it really makes me want to visit australia to be honest <laughs> I think we have a huge bucket list after our podcast. <laughs> once once yeah. COVID once COVID allows us to travel again. <laughs> yeah. And once once COVID is over, maybe we are able to to visit all our guests and uh, connect physically as well and not only virtually, um, which would make um, this whole thing even more fun <laughs> than it actually is. I swear. Yeah, it's gonna be No, good times ahead, man. Good times ahead, brother. Yeah. So that's it for so, today. Max, Flo, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for your time. You as well, my friend. And you know what you have to do. As always, you have to end the pod with the final whistle. That's it. Until next week. Okay, let's see what you got. <laughs> Legends. <laughs>